It's another edition of the Clear with Contact podcast live from the Tyler Hughes Motorsport Studios. Here's your host, Tyler Hughes and Cody Jordan. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Clear with Contact episode 32. We are back in the Tyler Hughes Motorsports Studios yet again. Um, it is Monday, November 6, 2023. We had a big weekend, uh, I would say a big championship weekend across mm-hmm. the board. We had um, ASA Stars championship battle get settled we had the cars tour championship get settled and of course um truck xfinity and cup and world of outlaws oh world of outlaws too huh? yeah nice the dirt track at charlotte that's right it was world finals weekend this weekend wasn't it it was so what did you do this past weekend you were going away for your birthday surprise so why don't you tell everybody about what it was yeah all right uh, got to the airport Friday afternoon, and Jordan asked me if I wanted a, a present first or to know where we were going first, like where we were flying to first. Hindsight, if I would have found out where we were flying to, I probably would have guessed what the present was, right? So I said present first. Thank God. And it ended up being tickets to go see Alabama versus LSU. Woo. Oh, man. I'm a big Roll Tide fan, so uh, always have been um, – not sure why. Actually, I do know why. I've been a Nick Saban fan gotcha. for, forever. And um, just respect what he does as a coach. Uh, Tyler knows that I'm very big into football and schemes and yeah, yeah. stats. Stats and all yeah. of it. Love it. 100%. Love it. So um, big Nick Saban fan, big Alabama fan. So she surprised me. I've never been to a college football game at all. Never seen University of Maryland, University of Delaware. Never seen a college football game. So my first one was going to be in Bryant-Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa versus LSU. So we ended up flying to Tuscaloosa Friday night. Um, I flew into Birmingham and then drove to Tuscaloosa. Uh, and, yeah, got to go see Alabama whoop up on the Tigers. That's awesome. That was that had to be a pretty cool experience. What um, So how was, like, uh, just the whole experience from the time you got there to all the time you left? Yeah. Like, Tell me about tailgating. Yeah. So when we first got there that night, it was like 11 o'clock, and um, we were getting an Uber to the hotel, right? Mm-hmm. It was 100 bucks, <laughs> And we were like, what the heck? So I have like a discount thing on my Enterprise. I'm like, let me just see what a rental car is, right? So I see what a rental car is, 100 bucks. I'm like, well, we're just doing that because it's, we have to get back to it. We're going to be $300 in Uber, right? Yeah. So we get a rental car. So we drive to... Oh, and got upgraded. Got a badass Volvo. So drive there, sleep, get up in the morning, go get breakfast, and we ended up walking. Well, we drove to – we were like probably 10 minutes from campus. We drove to a parking lot, paid for parking, and then walked. We walked probably – I know my pedometer said on my watch said 20,000 steps that whole day. Wow. Yeah, it was probably like three-quarters. It was maybe a mile to the stadium from where we parked and we walked that uh twice yeah twice that day Jesus. shuttled shuttled two other times um yeah so when we first got in there we kind of just walked around the stadium and walked around campus and saw all the you know frat 
houses, sorority houses. One of the first houses we passed was it had an aluminum front yard. <laughs> it was front yard. it was just covered with beer cans. I mean, it was wild. I was like, well, they partied a little too hardy last night. Um, and everybody was setting up, and it was still early. So like, we got down to what they call the quad, which is where, um, you know, the Denny Chimes clock tower is. It's where college game day was at. So that was a cool experience. The place was packed with for the college game day, and it just was like, it didn't seem like it was going to be too rowdy. And then I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, it's only like 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. This game doesn't start till 7. I know when I was in college, or, you know, if I went to Tuscaloosa, if I started drinking at 10 a.m., I probably wasn't going to see the game. Right. So maybe we just wait a little while and they'll be here, you know. Sure enough, it was like, you know, walking around 3.30, 4 o'clock, and it's rowdy. It's rowdy now. Yeah. They have tents set up. Um, I think for, like, people pay for these tents in the beginning of the year, and then it's like a, they bring their own tailgating stuff. But then they have other spots that are just caution taped in, like boxes, and you come in like Friday night or Thursday night and set your own stuff up hmm. for, you know, the spot's free. It's just you have to be there to set it up, which is like more what the college kids were doing, you know. Right. That was cool. I mean, it was just party after party after party. Uh, so we just walked around and kind of experienced it. Uh, they had like... um this thing called a Legends Lounge right next to Walk of Champions where uh, the team walks into the stadium. Um, they have all the historic coaches who have won national champions statued there, like, you know, Bear Bryant, um, Nick Saban, obviously. And then the Legends Lounge was like, kind of like you, you show your ID, you go in, and you can drink beer, pretty much. You know what I mean? But um, we did that just because we didn't really have like a certain tailgate to go to or anything like that. And I was, I'm just getting over bronchitis, so I wasn't very like, let's get torn up, you know. Yeah. I wanted to enjoy the games too, so. Yeah. And uh, so we ended up doing that, had some beers, ended up um, going back to the car, getting our stuff, coming back, getting in the seats. I'm pretty sure there was, it seats 110,000. I think there was 101,000 there. Wow. It was huge. It was, I mean, I think it was sold out, but I think, you know, ticketed entries was 101,000. Um, to put that in perspective, like, how many people does M&T Bank hold? I think it's like 70. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's And it was insane, packed. Dude. And it's packed the entire time. There's yeah. no... So we first got in there, we wanted to get something to eat. And we stood in line for 20 minutes and made me move two spots. And I was like, we're going to miss kickoff, so like, let me just watch the first few drives, and then we'll come down and get something to eat. So we ended up doing that just from the time they come out of the tunnel until the time they leave the field at the end of the game. It's just that place rocks. Yeah. Like the, there's the no, energy is just... there's, there's no, like even during halftime, there's no quit in the rowdiness. Yeah. It was freaking wild. I mean, we I was texting one of our friends this morning and I was telling her, I'm like, this is just something that like you won't, like I've never experienced anything like that in my life, in yeah. person, and it was just like even a guy from work texted me as soon as the game started. He's like, "I'm kind of jealous of you right now." Yeah, and I'm like, "Dude, this is unreal." Like yeah. you see it on TV is one thing, but then when you're there and you're in it, you're doing what they're doing, right? Like it's uh, whoo. Like I don't know if you ever seen the Dixieland Delight videos, where the whole stadium sings Dixieland Delight. That was wild. 
Like, yeah. that was, and that was like middle of the fourth quarter, the beginning of the fourth quarter, and we had already like kind of taken over the game, so it was rocking even more than normal. Yeah, you feel like Alabama's team kind of helps the energy and carries oh, yeah. carries the momentum of the team every time they go into that stadium. Yeah, yeah, I think, um, you know, it's just the way, just that 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 team, that society, right? Like around Tuscaloosa is just that's all they care about. Yeah, it's Alabama football. So when you go in there, you know the the team gives you as much as the crowd gives the team. You know what I mean? It's it's reciprocated. Um, I think like the loudest part of the game was obviously you know scoring forty two points on the Tigers, but it was also like when they showed a, a Nick Saban video when he was like, "I need, I need, we need the fans to show up." And dude, like you couldn't even hear the, like you couldn't even hear what the stadium was playing after that. It was just fans. Wow. And that was wild. Like it was. Any LSU fans in there? Yeah, there was actually. There was a lot. I was. I wasn't surprised. I guess because it's not super far away. And like LSU's a one of those college teams that people just like to root for. So I didn't I didn't uh I didn't I wasn't surprised. But there was a lot of trash talking going on, you know, and I was just like, This is college football. Yeah. Like I don't know why like 'cause they scored the first drive, like seven nothing, took the lead. And then we were winning twenty one fourteen right before halftime and they went down and scored on us quick. Made it twenty one all going into halftime. And then they got the ball back in the third quarter. You started the third quarter and went down and scored on us to make it 28-21. And they're just like, yeah, we're not Tennessee. We're not Tennessee. Like, I don't know if anybody listens and watches college football, but a few weeks ago, Tennessee beat the crap out of Alabama in the first half, and then the Tide just shut them down the second half and killed them. Yeah. And they were like, we're not Tennessee. We ain't going down like that. Well, that was the last time they scored in the whole game. So they did go down like that. Yeah. So – I wanted so bad. Like, these kids – and the thing is, like, I'm almost 30 years old. There's these kids that are 20 years old sitting back there just running their mouths that I just want to turn around so bad and be like, what do you think about that? You know, I just like, <laughs> I, I don't want to do just that. Just give it right back I, to him. Yeah, but I didn't. Every time we scored a first down, though, I did the old roll tide and threw my hands as far as I could and just made as much noise as I could without turning around and just – Giving him the old nana nana boo boo, you know. <laughs> so, well, what was Jordan's energy in all this? So she was, we hadn't eaten since like ten thirty in the morning. Ooh. So when we, yeah, and yeah, right grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> so when we come back, angry women, when, not a good combination. I mean, dude, I was hungry too, but like my excitement for the game kind of overruled that. Right. Um. She she was yeah she was not feeling great. We needed to get something to eat. So when we did. She came back to life. Like, she was good. But then we had also been up and at him since, like, 7.30 that morning. The game didn't start until 6.45, right? Yeah. So, like, it's it, – we're struggling. Well, I wasn't. I was fine. She struggled, right? Anybody would be after that long, especially walking all that much, you know, all that um, around campus like that. Um, by the fourth quarter, she was about done. She was, like she, – she was just down and out. So it was funny. I was calling her fourth quarter Jordan. I was like, yeah, uh, anytime you get grumpy from here on out, it's going to be old fourth quarter Jordan. <laughs> she, she was getting – she was – it was – dude, it was a long day. Like, I, I yeah. honestly felt bad for her. But – What time did the game wrap up? It was like 10.30? Yeah, it was late. 
they, for some reason, like college football games just take so much longer. And they cut out the whole stopping the clock after a first down until like two minutes left in the quarter. But like, damn, like it just takes take forever. Time. Yeah. It's like they have more commercials or something. I don't know. But either way, it was a long day. Um, she was glad that I was happy, <laughs> but she was yeah. ready to just go back and lay down. And I, then we walked all the way back. Like that was the other thing. We walked all the way back to the car. So by the time we got back to the car, we were toast. Yeah. We so were done. you flew in Friday night, did the game on Saturday, and then came home Sunday morning. Was that right? Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon. Yeah. So we got back to the <laughs> The other thing is, like, down there, a hello and a goodbye can be a roll tide. Like, you see somebody, roll tide. That's that's hello, you know. Or, <laughs> all right, man, well, I'll talk to you next week. All right, roll tide, roll tide, right? Jordan was so tired of hearing that <laughs> by the end of the weekend. That's <laughs> so so we get in the airport and we sit down. Uh, we were, You know, we were there pretty early. We were getting a drink and just chilling out. We are going to watch some NFL football and stuff. And we sit down, and the first guy looks at me, and I have my Alabama hat on. He's like, roll tight. And Jordan's like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> so he ended up it's talking. It's not over. <laughs> he ended up talking to us for a minute, and then he left. And this was the cool part. Another guy and his friend came and sat down and asked the bartender if they could get the Seattle game on. And I'm like, what, are you a Seattle fan? He's like, yeah. I was like, well, I'm a Ravens fan. He's like, all right, well, let's do this then. Like, ready to go watch the game together. So we ended up watching the game. Then we get on the – okay, so then going back to the Roll Tide thing, we fly into Baltimore, um, get on the, uh, you know, the whatever parking bus or whatever to get on yeah. – to go back to the to park and ride. And uh, we sit down, and there's a guy sitting there, him and his wife. It's just us four. And he's just like, Roll Tide. And Jordan's like, it never ends. <laughs> it never ends. <laughs> and he was he's telling us that, he, that they, were a Ravens, they were Ravens fans. I don't know where they were coming from. Oh, I do know. They were – actually coming from Alabama as well, but they were at a wedding. Gotcha. And uh, he he was like, roll time. And I was like, yes, roll time. And he's, he said uh, that he went to Alabama, like went to school there. Oh, that's cool. So, and then ended up seeing the Seahawks um, buses coming into BWI to fly their losing butts back to Seattle. Yeah. So that was cool. But yeah, man, that was a cool weekend. It was a really good experience for me. Um, I've been, you know, I've been an Alabama fan forever. Yeah, it's been uh, too long not to see a game. So now I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm looking at tickets for the SEC championship game. I want to go. Yeah, that'd be a cool game to go to. Where's it going to be at this year? It's always in Atlanta. Gotcha. So I remember you tried to get me to go to that a few years back. Yeah, yeah. I want, I wanted to go that year because um, the SEC championship game would have been Saturday, and then the Ravens played the Falcons on Sunday. Oh, yeah, that's right. So that would have been super cool. But, yeah, didn't go. So now I want to go. I want to go to all the games, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Be a lot of money in games. Yeah, be a lot of money in flights. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, dude, it's just a different experience. Like, like, I wanted to go to a game a couple years ago. I forget where it was, but it wasn't in Alabama. But then I'm like, man, like, I want my first experience to be in Bryant-Denny Stadium. You know what I mean? Like, in – in Tuscaloosa. Get the full experience. I did not expect that it would be the LSU game. Yeah. Like, that is a huge game. Yeah. Like, that. that's probably second to playing Auburn. You know what I mean? So like, the Iron Bowl is huge. When Jordan picked out the tickets, did she realize no, what game? <laughs> not at all. Somebody was telling her, like, do you realize, like, 
what game that is? And she's like, yeah, it's LSU. And they're like, you do, yeah, but do, do you, you know, know what that means? <laughs> it's like Raven Steelers. Right, exactly. Ex- that's perfect example. Like, it is. It's an SEC knockdown dragout match. Yeah. And like I said, it's just, it's, since LSU has been as good as they have been, it kind of outweighs the uh, Auburn game, the Iron Bowl, but the Iron Bowl is still the Iron Bowl. So, yep. but still just, just as badass. That's super cool. So now that's why I want to go to the SEC championship game because it's probably going to be against Georgia. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That was wild. Well, I did uh, house stuff all weekend. Oh. I, I'm very anticlimactic. We, uh, <laughs> um, I actually did a lot of cooking this weekend. I was really happy I got to cook again. I haven't, I feel like I haven't done that in a really long time. So um, we actually went out Friday. Actually, I'll back up. Friday after or morning, um, went out fishing, and um, my buddy Alex and I were out there, and we caught a bunch of just small rock fish, and weren't able to keep anything. Closest I had was an 18-inch fish. Um, limits 19. You're only allowed to keep one per boat. Uh, luckily, Thursday I kind of got spoiled. I went out, and I was only out for like an hour and a half, two hours. And I ended up landing a 20 and a half inch fish. So I took that straight to my mother's and we cooked it up, had it for dinner since Kara was working. So um, Friday night we went out to a new bar in Cambridge. It was called uh, the Dive Club. Yeah, I heard about um, that. Super cool place. There's only, I got to think, there's three booths uh, that could have sat four people. The one table that we sat at was the biggest table. Um, it was for six people but it was only four of us. Uh, they had a bar in there, and then I think five high tops total. And so small. Ve- very small. Uh, every hour they do this thing where they, the lights flicker and they play this, you know, kind of scary music like the like the ship's going down. Yeah. Um, they have this rod and reel on the wall that'll turn, like click, 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 and then it'll start slowing down. Um, and all the, the waiters and waitresses walk around with these bubble guns uh through the restaurant and you know throw bubbles everywhere in the restaurant that's awesome and uh the bartender he got out like an umbrella hat and you know started being like oh everybody take cover (laughs) (laughs) and uh it was just kind of a cool vibe you know it's not something you generally see on the shore like that um it was a reservation only restaurant um all seafood food was phenomenal and then um cooked some good dinners this past weekend we did a family dinner night on sunday we're gonna try to do those a little bit more often um ended up making fresh pasta mm. which i love doing yeah i saw um, your snapchat it looked good yeah so i enjoyed that yeah and of course sat around watched the races and tried to get the house straight from all the wedding stuff that we had uh just decorations and boxes trying to mm. post stuff for sale and organized stuff and you know some gifts laying around boxes that we had to put away and um clean the house and straightened up outside there's some uh, just some bushes and stuff that just kind of gotten away from us over the summertime just not having the time to get to them so it was just kind of nice to catch up on some of that kind of stuff so um but yeah like i said very anticlimactic weekend it was kind of a weekend that i needed I, i don't think i've been home and had a whole weekend like that uh, at the house and probably over a month. Yeah. So it was nice to just chill. You definitely know you're getting older when you 
can't wait for your anticlimactic weekends. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you. So the Waddells were trying to talk me into going racing again this weekend at the road course, and I'm like, no. <laughs> like, as much as I want to and I would love to be back in a race car, no. Like, I need a weekend at home. And uh, on the second hand, um, if I did go racing, Kara would probably murder me. So That'd be the quickest <laughs> marriage you've ever seen. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, it was – very nice to have the weekend at home and just yeah be at home <laughs> yeah so that's that's, that's all i got yeah, <laughs> that's all it's for once i had the climatic <laughs> i know it's finally the other way around <clears throat> i feel like i belong here now <laughs> what do you mean I had a climatic week, climatic weekend. Oh, <laughs> although you feel like about, you belong on the al- podcast. Although now. it was about ra- uh, not racing, so yeah. Well, um, you asked me a question before the show. You said, "Where does it look like I'm from, or where do I act like I'm from?" Yeah, I said Virginia, North Carolina. What would you say if you like? Where do you feel like you belong? Where do I feel like I belong? Yeah. Um, well, after this weekend, Tuscaloosa, for sure. <laughs> no, I just feel you like... You just want to walk around, roll tide, yeah, everybody? Roll tide. Yeah, I want to roll tide everybody. <laughs> it's going to be my... It's going to be everything. It's going to be my um, uh, ringtone, everything. No. Um, I, I feel like probably... Yeah, I would say North Carolina, just down south. I don't need to be down in Tuscaloosa. But if you drive... If, you, if you're in North Carolina, that's half, half the drive to go to Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Cheaper flight. There you go. That's what I'm saying. It's one way to look at it. You might also, be able to drive there instead of flying yeah, there. Exactly. Also out west. I love yeah. the out west. I do too. Like, I, I'm a Wyoming person though. So I was actually telling Kara like this is one of the trips I would like to do. Like we've been to the Grand Canyon and done uh, a lot of Utah mm-hmm. and I guess it would be Arizona. Um I would love to go out to the Wyoming area, Montana, um, Montana, all mm. that, and just see that part of the country. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it out there. Yep. So anyway, all right. Let's get into the actual show. Yeah, buddy. We have William Swalich. He picks up the win at the Nashville Fairgrounds you know, for American, the All American Four Hundred. Big win. He had yeah. a big weekend. He had a huge weekend. He won the ARCA race. We'll get to that. But I mean, he won that. He won. I mean. The, the kid's a shoe. Yeah, he is. He is. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't totally proven himself in the late model stocks yet. Mm-hmm. Although he's done a very good job behind the wheel of these, you know, pro and super late models. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he's got a lot of talent, especially for a young age, and he he's one of those kids that carries himself really well too. Yeah, I agree. So Ty Majeski wins the ASA Stars National Tour this year. Yeah. Any surprises there? No, but it is pretty cool. I mean, you run a full truck schedule and can still go do that. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good talent, you know, Gio, Ruggiero, Cole Butcher, guys like that. Like, that's that's not easy to just show up and go race like that. Yeah. I mean, I know they're – I guess, like, the, the truck schedule isn't as grueling as, like, running a cup cup schedule, but still, it's, that's a lot to go chase two championships. Yeah, no doubt. It's pretty impressive that you can sit there and be able to do both and, you know, have a shot really to win both. I mean, up until, what was it, this last round that he got eliminated out of the truck series. So, um, 
definitely in contention for both the entire season. Yeah. So, Caraway. Caraway, baby. Mm-mm-mm. Man, I really thought Butterbee might pull it off. I did too, because Carson qualified 14th and ironically had to finish 14th or better to lock it up for himself. Mm-hmm. With That's obviously that's Bren- Brendan having a perfect day, which he did. He did. So, thank God, he ended up, what, 10th, I think, or something like that? Yeah. So, he he barely made it. I mean, he's five spots away from – or one bad restart or something away from losing a championship. So Yeah. I mean, there was one restart that I noticed that the inside line stacked up where something happened to Mini Tyrell kind of earlier in the race. And Carson was able to gain a lot of spots because he rolled the outside. And – Man, I, I kind of wonder, had that happened, would he have been able to still finish where he needed to? Because he was he was running pretty terrible. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't, like, anywhere. He wasn't setting the, the world on fire. No, very much struggling. So he got up to seventh at one point, you know, off that restart, and then it looked like he just faded kind of later in the race. So just really surprised that he was just yeah. not on their game. Yeah. and. You know, you again, we mentioned it last week. You know, if you look back at the Rodney Cook race where he had the mechanical failure uh, while he was up front, like, think about how much luck was just on Carson's side this week that, you know, one, he, he went to the Rodney Cook, he had that mechanical failure mm-hmm. there, not in the last race of the season at the Cars Tour race, and then also, like, he, he got some free positions on that restart with many yeah. having some misfortune, so... Yeah, and when you're racing somebody, or well, when even when you're racing in the cars tour, you know everybody's on their game. Yeah. So when you're not, it's you can see it. Yeah. And that's definitely what happened to the eight car this week. But like we said last week, I think Brendan and Lee and that team are going to take this year and use it as fuel for next year because they were that close to winning it. I mean, and they didn't have all the best races. Yeah. And they still turned around and almost won it. So. Yeah, I'm. It's it's pretty spectacular to see the way they've come on the second half of the year, and I know we've said it before. He should have a lot more wins in his in his allotment, you know, than what he's got with falling out of, uh, you know, the thirty thousand dollar to win race and stuff like that. But you're right, like going into next year, they're going to be a hard team to beat, man. And yeah. you know, I think the Junior Motorsports team was a little bit kind of on the downslope here in these last two cars tour races obviously we can never count them out right <laughs> you know we we started to at the beginning of the year but obviously carson you know made a strong comeback but man i think butterbeam with one car, full cars tour season under his belt them finding success quick and man it's they're going to be a force to be reckoned with next year yep i agree so um, but our picks man we had carson Brendan and Connor Hall to win the Car Store Championship this year. Yeah. Well, we didn't expect Connor to go do what he did. So no, we didn't. But we were right there with Brendan and Carson. Absolutely. And you know, I think had Connor not stopped doing that, I think he would have been in the mix as well, just because he was running third in the points before he dropped out. So, yeah. um, hats off to us on good picks, man. Yeah, we did have some good picks this year. <laughs> we did. We 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 picked the whole. You know, we talked the uh, juice cone into fruition. I mean, yeah, yeah, that needed to be done. That it it makes for better racing. It does. But we we we've done a lot. 
in our first full year as podcasters. <laughs> yeah, we have. Yep, that we have. So Caden Quapple, he goes on to win the Cars Tour Pro Late Model Division uh, Championship. Not much of a fight there, only because Katie Hedinger was right. suspended from the last race, not being able to attend. So he will, you know, goes into this race, runs second to Caden Honeycutt, mm-hmm. and comes away with that championship. Caden Honeycutt coming from the back to win it, dead yeah. last, didn't qualify because he was running the truck race. So that's pretty, pretty badass. Caden's another one who I thought would get a win or two in the car store this year mm-hmm. or at least on the late model stock car side you know especially early in the year he ran really well and um you know basically top three every week i was just kind of waiting for him to have a breakthrough moment um and just never really materialized here in the second half of the season although you know we keep going back on this guy he's got a lot of talent oh yeah you know he's very versatile from the late model stocks to the you know, to the pro late model and then also into the truck series. So that's right. I do want to give a shout out to Brett Edwards, uh, fellow spotter. He won with both Quapple brothers. In, that's pretty cool. In the car store. So he took home two car store championships on Saturday. That's so neat. Very neat. Um, I know he listens to this show. So very cool. Maybe we can get him to come on and tell us about how badass he is. Yeah. Cause how- I've never even I've never even heard of that. I mean like you know what I mean? Like a cup spotter winning an Xfinity yeah. championship as well. That's something that's like that, doing that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. No, that is super neat. I mean it is pretty cool, you know, for the Quapple brothers to go in and get both championships in the same season. I tell you they had a lot of hardware in that one picture. Yeah, they did. Uh, sure. that they had, you know, with both teams up on the front stretch, so that was really cool to see. Yeah, that was neat. That's all we got for the short track segment this week. Yeah. So we had world finals. We did have world finals. Um, I just want to go back, though. We got to talk about – we said it was championship week. We had a bunch of champions yeah. in the past few weeks. We really didn't talk about uh, – we were kind of waiting until this week where we just could roll everybody in. Um, Jade Avedesian, another great young race car driver, she ended up winning the Extreme Outlaw Series championship. She raced some badass guys. I mean – some there's some big talent in that series. I mean, Cannon McIntosh and um, Chase McDermott was lighting the world on fire this year, and she ended up winning the championship. She's going places. Yeah, you told us Jade Avedisian would be a name to watch this season. Yeah, and she obviously lived up to everything you told about us. Yeah, again, us podcasters strike again. <laughs> um, Hudson O'Neill ended up winning the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Bobby Pierce ends up winning. Uh, the World of Outlaw late model title uh, down in Charlotte this weekend. And Brad Sweet ends up holding off David Gravel to win the World of Outlaw sprint car title. Very nice. Very nice. So, yep. Casey Kane Racing has brought back the dominance in World of Outlaws. Uh, used to be, obviously, Donnie Schott stinking the show up. Now it's Brad Sweet. Nice. I remember a few years back, uh, I was at the world finals where brad ended up claiming the first championship so yeah um they've been on a tear ever since oh yeah yeah it was so cool when darren Pittman beat donnie shots for that championship that was a cool you know close battle this one was pretty close too so just brad sweet kind of had it locked up going in it just he just needed to not screw up yeah so sweet yeah so moving into our NASCAR touring segment, we had the Arkham Menard Series at Phoenix this past weekend. 
William Swalich, a name we touched on earlier, he ends up going and winning the ARCA West race at Phoenix, and yeah. Sean Hingarani comes away with the championship. Yeah, Sean Hingarani has definitely been a player in the game all year, and as much as made some dumb moves in the middle of the year that we didn't care for, uh, he stuck it out, matured a little bit behind the wheel, and ended up pulling out the championship, so good for him. Yep. Now, getting into the truck race, this was a fun one. Oh, my God, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was a terrible race. It was a terrible race. Yeah. I mean, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a terrible race. Uh, the last 37 cautions were pretty terrible that we had. It started with Josevar and Corey Heim. That's something we should talk about. Um, it didn't look good on Carson Josevar's part. This is a bonehead move on both ends. Well... But, I mean, yes. I'm saying the first incident and then the retaliation. Correct. I th- I think Carson knows that he drove it in, and I don't I don't know. I Like, watching the replay, I get it. It's a flat corner. You think he's going to move up a little bit. You think you're not going to drive in as hard. It, you still got to be smarter than that. You're racing for a championship. Like, you got to be smarter than that to – you can see he's going to hit him. You can see it's going to spin the guy out, like back out of it, do something. Yeah. And then to turn around for Corey Heim to turn around and get revenge, well, the way the race played out, you probably had the best shot. If if you don't go get your revenge on him, you might. I mean, it was. So the one thing I saw was it was down to three to go. So. Yeah, but, but, but you see how the race ended up playing out. Yeah. The guy that won had almost no right front fender. Right. If you don't, I mean, you didn't get any damage from from Hosevar. Like when you spun, there was no damage. Yeah, but would the caution have come back out if he didn't? I don't think so, because they were green. It was down to three yeah. to go when they wrecked. So yeah, maybe. And it, mean, he still had six or seven spots to make up. I right. think he just decided that. Yeah. The race well, the is big, over. The big point. loser in it is Grant Enfinger. I mean, he had Ben Rhodes covered. Yeah. No, he's pulling away. And Corey Heim doing that just completely screwed up Grant Enfinger's chance to win a championship. So you're always going to have your own battles, right? Like, you're always going to have your own battles with someone else. But when you ruin somebody else's sh- shot at a championship, knowing that's, damn well that you're not going to have a shot anyways. Yeah, it's that, crappy. That's crappy. And that's where we talked about the maturity in the truck series it lacks like Grand Enfinger's been here he understands it he understands how hard it is and for you to for Corey Heim to go and make a, a dumb move like that to get your revenge first of all it doesn't make you look very good no right and second of all you the way the race should have played out didn't play out that way yeah like congratulations to Ben Rhodes that was my pick so I'm happy about that but the way the race played out would have played out had he not went and got revenge and they potentially race back and Grand Empire wins it. I'm okay with that finish. Yeah. That's the way it's supposed to happen. Yeah. It, I don't know. I, it just wasn't a good look at all. Like, you know, I think that, do I think Carson Hosfar legitimately felt bad for wrecking Corey Heim? Yeah. I just, you know, he had said that he made a lot of mistakes through the year, and he tried to he, – he did legitimately try to clean it up yeah. on the second half of the season. I mean, he owned up to his bonehead move, and I don't know. I just 
I get Corey's probably pissed, but I don't think he needs to go that far and wrecking him no. like that. No, I don't think so. Not with three to go. You got nothing to gain there. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. And and who knows? A, a caution does come out for something stupid. Then you you have just as as good of a shot as anybody else to win it at that point. But then you turn yourself into the fence. Right. You ruined it right there, so it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. You're you're telling your team that getting revenge means more to you than winning, being in contention to win a championship anymore. Yeah. That's not. It's not what anybody's going to want in a driver. So. No. Not at all. So Ben Rhodes ends up winning the title. I picked that one. That's good. Yep. Second championship. Second championship. Good for him. Um, man, I love when he gets drunk after these. He makes for some <laughs> right. good content. Did you see him doing the shoey? Yeah. Yeah. Him, oh. and, him and Rick uh, and Lucius, right? Yeah. They were both doing it. I wouldn't. I think I would do it out of my own shoe. I don't think I would do it out of my driver's shoe. Yeah. That's somebody else's driver's shoe, right? Yeah. I got. Yeah, I know that I it. washed my feet before the race, but I don't know if you washed your feet before the race. <laughs> yeah, and all your sweat. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, my. I'll drink my sweat. Don't want to drink your sweat. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm good on that one. Yeah, the shoey in general. I let's, think I'm. Let's just keep I'm your a, shoes on. Yeah, I'm a major pass on. Yeah, we we like to drink our beer through our shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I'm okay with a sweaty shirt, but not a sweaty shoe. Yeah, yeah. There's there's other juices <laughs> there's, down there. Yeah, there's there's just a line you got to draw in the sand at some point, you know. Oh man. Well, moving in the Xfinity race, Cole Custer comes away with that championship. Man, what a race yeah. that that was. At one point, you had what were we three, four wide yeah. for the championship? And all there. four of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, all in the mix there at the end. Justin Allgaier. I mean, I really thought he was going to get it done on that last restart. I he did came, too. He, he came so close from getting out front. Um, Cole just Custer. a hell of a race. Yeah, it was. Cole Custer just – He had a strong car. He had the car to beat, yeah. And if you were going to beat him, you were going to have to – you are going to have to give 110, 120%, right? And I feel like Allgaier did it, but Cole Custer was just that good. Yeah, I agree. He just drove a hell of a race. Um all race long, and even even on that restart when he got pushed back to third, like he even said, I thought I was out of it. Mm-hmm. And he still found a way to muscle his way back through and get back to the lead and drive away on the last lap. So yeah, um, he had a hell of a car, and he put on one hell of a drive. So you you could tell that he wanted a little bit of revenge from you know being runner-up twice in that championship and also uh, moving up to the Cup Series and getting bumped back down. You know, yep. that's a – that's I'm sure he felt like he had something to prove and he went and proved it this year. That's right. So then we move into the cup series. Have William Byron sit on the pole, lead a lot of laps early. Yeah. Uh he looked like he was a very dominant car in the very early stages of the race. Um kind of towards the middle of the race it looked like when the weather's you know or the conditions started to change, looked like he started to kind of fall back and then Blaney looked like he started to be the favorite. Yeah, Blaney he was um we were struggling in traffic and i feel like once he once that team kind of like talked him up and said look like you're you're way faster just go get him he kind of got up on the wheel and went after it but he almost ended up wrecking himself racing chastain for the win i was i was i was kind of i wasn't laughing but i was kind of excited that he was going to get backed up to larson doing that you know, burn the tires off of it, and then yeah. have it have it be a three way battle. Because 
at that point, I think Blaney was just so good that nobody was going to beat him. Yeah. Then they get that caution with, what, 20-something to go, and um, Larson, gets Larson, put out front. Larson gets put out front with another great stop. Looks like a flashback to 2021. Yeah. Uh, just a great stop, puts him out front. But Blaney was just so strong that it just – he just had to – I mean, the guy that brought the best car to Phoenix won the race. Or Absolutely. Or won, won the championship. The guy that brought the best car to Phoenix – Ross Chastain, I feel like that was the best car all day. He was fast all day long, and he ended up winning the race. But Yeah. Blaney, it was funny. Like, in those last few laps, I was like, you know, Blaney will win this race if he doesn't beat himself. Yeah. Because, like, there was one point where, like you said, he was running the hell out of Chastain. He ended up bumping him, like, yeah. pretty hard one good time. And it seemed like all throughout the day, like, he was getting a little frustrated with other people. And it's like, dude, you you got to keep your well, you got to keep your ducks in a row, like yeah. And the thing is, you can't you're, lose not, your marbles. you're not racing them. Yeah, exactly. You're racing the five and the twenty-four. You know, Christopher Bell ended up unfortunately going out early. Yeah, you're only racing two other guys. Yeah, I care less if I'm thirty-seventh as long as they're thirty-eighth and thirty-ninth. I could care less. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, were you still pulling for Larson the entire time, or what? Yeah, I, I actually, I feel like I was pulling for Larson because he was my pick. Yeah, like I, I'm, yeah, I've always been a Hendrick fan. I feel like, but I was like I said last week. I think I was okay with any of them winning. I don't, I wasn't upset that Blaney won at all. I did like, for some reason, I think it's just the racer mentality in me. Like, wanted to see a green white checkered though. Yeah, and I didn't care if Blaney won that either. I just wanted to see it. Yeah, I want to see all three of you just fan out and just beat the hell out of each other coming along. <laughs> Even if like whoever yeah. wins, I don't care. I think it'd just be great. Yeah, that one that restart, you know, with like twenty oh, something to go, it was a great restart. Like you had everybody, all three championship contenders in the mix. Yeah, um, you know, and even guys that were starting to mix it up a little bit, like Denny Hamlin was, you know, in there just, you know, kind of being a factor and yeah. you know being part of that championship battle um just affecting it with track position yeah. and those two tires and you know this is the first year we had a race winner at phoenix in the cup series uh that wasn't yeah part of the championship four thank god um i thought it was kind of refreshing to see that because yeah. you know it backs up everybody that yeah. says you know they they let the championship four have a little extra so right. Even in the truck series. Yeah. Who was it? Christian Eckes, right? Yep. Won the race. So, I mean, yeah, that's – um. to me, that's what I, I want to see that. You know? Yeah. It debunks that. Like yeah. we said last week, it just makes it makes it a little better. I, and, did, I did see one meme. It was kind of funny. It was like Ross Chastain standing in victory lane, and it was like him by himself. Yeah. <laughs> or like, you yeah. know, some meme of somebody standing by themselves, but that was pretty funny. Yeah. So, Kevin Harvick, man. Yeah. What a career. God. All those videos were, like, making me upset. I was like, yeah. man, this sucks. I wanted him to go win that race, and it looked he, like early on, like, he had a really good car. I was like, man, this this is possible. Like, he could still go get it done. Yeah. I thought he was going to, too. I, I was kind of keeping an eye on the race as we were coming back home. I was like, man, he might win this. That would be freaking awesome. But great career. I did see something that he's the last guy that's raced in a non-playoff format. So everybody full-time now going into 2024, oh, wow. no one has ever raced in the straight-up points format. Wow.
Well, that's all I got for today. We appreciate you tuning in and listening. Please be sure to follow us on all of our major uh, social media platforms, X, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, Just search Clear With Contact. And also be sure to hit the follow button on any of the major podcast platforms you may be listening on. Thank you again for listening each and every week. Please be sure to share the podcast if you see it on social media. That way we grow as well. And uh, we hope you all enjoyed this episode and hope you all have an awesome week. Thanks for listening to the Clear With Contact podcast. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Clear With Contact. Feel free to share and tell your friends. Until next time.